from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G-Wiz, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages to enjoy with Cheese Wiz. The following audio drama is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the all-new Mutual Audio Network. Taken from the pages of magazines your grandfather used to hide from your grandmother, this is Pulpery Theater, starring the Narada Radio Company. This is a tale of the average Joe, of a guy who just wants to get along in the world, on his own, using his own brains and abilities. He could really use a hand up, but would never take a hand out. He's a common guy with common sense, but with an uncommon story. Our tale for tonight, Holy Moses Murphy, was written by James C. Lynch, and it appeared in the May 1949 issue of Adventure Magazine. It's a little bit of a departure from our previous stories, which took you to the earth of the future, to the world of crime, to the Old West, and to the realm of the supernatural. This one was written a few years after the end of World War II, but the characters in it are people you may know today. Like we said, the average Joe. Our average Joe's name is not Joe, but Eddie, Eddie Crosby, and he will also be our storyteller for tonight. And we'll meet up with him after this brief word. This is Pulpourri Theater, starring the Narada Radio Company on the air. The following is a special bulletin from the Department of Agriculture's Subcommittee on Beans, Legumes, Peas, Bulbs, Druplets, Grains, Pellets, Poems, Seeds, and Kernels, Washington, D.C., Subcommittee Directive 51868, pursuant to to bulletin dated January 1st, 1897, the price of of peanut butter, scientific name Arachis, scientific name Arachis Hypogea, per hundredweight shall not exceed the total cost of shipping... Cost of shipping set amount when said crop is not in season. 63 Audio is happy to provide this important public service. Hi friends, this is Phil Boyd Studge, one of the members of the Narada Radio Company, and I've been asked to take a moment and welcome our newest sponsor, Coupon-O-Rama Incorporated, publishers of the giant Coupon-O-Rama books sold in the hundreds of thousands each year, by unwitting schoolchildren to their doting parents. Well, this year is no exception, so if your child comes to you with an order form, don't be a cringer for 55 bucks is all I can say. Ah, uh, this book is chock full of money-saving coupons, good at businesses all over the country, sure to save you at least the cost of the book during your travels from coast to coast. For example, one of the first coupons you might see in this year's book is for a free cup of coffee. 
when you fill up your gas tank at Milo's House of Fuel in Bismarck, North Dakota. Milo's is located on Old Highway 10. Just look for the big old neon sign that doesn't light up anymore. <clears throat> Another fine money saver is this coupon, good for one free scoop of vanilla ice cream when you buy a scoop of chocolate or strawberry at Strumbeck's Triple Flavor Ice Cream Parlor in Lost Dog Falls, Vermont. Strumbeck's has been family owned and operated in Lost Dog Falls since 1904 and they've been famous ever since for their staunch refusal to serve anything other than vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry ice cream. <clears throat> I have time to tell you about just one more of these wonderful money-saving coupons, and that one is for free snow chain tightening service at Tommy Ingo's House of Tires, which has several locations in the Phoenix, Arizona area. So remember, friends, that's the new Couponorama Giant Catalog for 2014, Available now from your school-age son or daughter or the brat who lives down the street. Only $55. Sure to save you almost that much over the course of the year. The following is an important supplementary bulletin from the Department of Agriculture's Subcommittee on Beans, Legumes, Peas, Bulbs, Druplets, Grains, Pellets, Poems, Seeds, and Kernels, Washington, D.C. Correction A of Subcommittee Directive 51868, issued earlier today, concerning the price of peanut butter in the said Subcommittee Directive, the words, the words peanut butter, pursuant to departmental filing system, should now read, should now read butter derived from crushed peanuts. 63 Audio is happy to provide this important public service. Eddie Crosby, as we explained briefly before the break, is an average guy, but a guy with skills. He's a fully qualified machinist, certified by the United States Employment Service, and today he's on his way to a swell job opportunity. But, Eddie, you look worried, friend. Why don't you tell us what's troubling you? I walk in the front door of Mosey's Murphy's Machine Shop, and if I was 30 years old, I'd be talking to myself. I'm scared to death. One thing that scares me more than women, or my cannigan, is hitting up the new boss for a job. The office I walk into is neat as a pen, like mom keeps our place at home. Sitting at the desk, there's a little man. He looks somewhere between 40 and 80 years old. Neat, with a stiff starch collar, a fringe of gray hair around his head, and a sweet smile. The kind you see on Santa Claus. I guess right away that this is a broke-down machinist who Holy Moses Murphy has kept on as a timekeeper. Hello, son. Hiya, Pop. How are you? I'd like to talk to Mr. Murphy, old Holy Moses Murphy himself. Go ahead, son. Talk. Oh, me and my big mouth. Because I'm so scared, I wisecrack and show off, and look who I do it to. And I want to work for Holy Moses Murphy more than anyone else in the world. I always heard he was a roaring lion, a regular hell-on-wheels guy. And somehow I had the idea that he was as big as a house, like Mike Hannigan. Holy Moses Murphy is supposed to be the tops in the machine shop business. I've talked to boys with 30 years experience before they went to work for Holy Moses. And after a couple of years with him, they were wiser and better men. And Holy Moses has been known to tell a man to pack his tools and 
get right over to this shop or that one because he had just been asked to recommend a foreman or a superintendent. And good luck to you, son. I'm sorry, Mr. Murphy. I thought, um, well, I didn't think. Lots of men don't think, son. World's full of such. What was it you wanted to talk about? Here's my card from the USES. They certified me. They sent me here. I'm looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Unlock your toolbox. By the time Holy Moses Murphy gets done looking through my toolbox, I feel like he knows what color my other suit is. He knows what I've worked on and how long, and what I'm best at. That's the tidiest toolbox I've seen for a long time. You married? No, sir. Why not? I don't know. That's a lie, by the way. I can't tell him I'm scared of women is why. I don't either. The young fellow with your build, looks, the money you've been making. Whoosh! Where did you work before? Well, Tri-State and KDL Machining and Taswell Machine Works and... Uh... Mother of mercy! Why did you leave those places? Well, uh, Tri-State, see, they folded. They shut down. I know that. Well, the other places are still going strong. I swallow a couple of times and try, but... You can't lie to Holy Moses Murphy, not without him knowing it. I quit because of Mike Hannigan. That guy seems to follow me around. Mike is a big Irish Mick who always picks on me. He's one of those guys who will hand you the length of a bar stock after he's heated your end with the torch. He will dip his hands in lard or oil and rub them in your hair or down the back of your clean shirt. He will nail your lunch pail to the floor so that when you grab it up, you pull the handle right off. He does all these things to me. Well, why don't you break his thick Irish neck? Me? Listen, son. The difference between a man who can handle men and a man who can't handle men is the man who can handle men makes up his mind he can. The mind is a wonderful thing when it's used right. A man who makes up his mind can do anything. I say, yes, sir. I pick up my box and stand there waiting for him to say, sorry, son. But he says... Can you hold a one ten-thousandth constant tolerance on half-inch chromoly, taken off a twenty-thousandth cut? No, sir. I can't do that. Good. I hired a man this morning who said he could. Let's go to work. Right through this door. He takes me into the shop, and man, what a place. It's air-conditioned and bright as daylight, and the floor is so clean you can drop a sandwich on it and not be afraid to eat for the last crumb. There's plenty of room around each machine, and each machine is the best money can buy. I've never seen a shop like it. I've never seen a guy like Holy Moses Murphy. He takes a little red ball out of his pocket and bounces it and catches it as we walk along. Just like a little kid. Hi, Mary. Meet Eddie Crosby. He's got to work for us. Eddie, this is Mary Montgomery. Hello, Eddie. Uh, uh, Hello. Uh, hello, Mary. Mary is our inspector. She will look over everything you do. It had better be good. I, uh, I, I will do my best. I just keep standing there, looking at Mary, who is smiling at me. Gosh, she's the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen. She even has red hair, my favorite color, the color that scares me the most. Don't mind me. I have lots of time. Yes, sir. Mary gives me a cute little wink and goes back to work. I'll see you boys later. 
I turn around and manage to get my Whoops. toolbox stuck between my legs, stumble and sit down on the box, and everybody laughs. The end of my ears get red hot. When we get going again, Holy Moses says, Don't get the idea you can get by with anything with that little girl. I've tried to catch her every way I know how, and I know a few hows. I've never been able to fool her. Anything you can do, she can do twice as good. Yes, sir. That's all I can say because I'm still shaking. I don't know what it is about red-headed women that makes me feel so incompetent. Well, here we are. You'll work on number five here for the time being. There's your locker. The stock's there in the rack alongside. Here's the print of the part. Make 50 of them. Yes, sir. Hello, sweetheart. How's Mama's little angel? Mike Hannigan? I didn't know you worked here. Sure. I started here this morning. What are you doing here? I thought this was a machine shop. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Whoops. Uh, back to work. Hiya, boss. I get my apron on and my tools out and look at the drawing. It's not a hot piece, but the tolerances are right down to the last notch, even for the best engine lathe made. Holy Moses watches me get started, then walks away, seemingly satisfied. <laughs> when he's gone, Mike Hannigan turns around, puts a greasy hand in my face, and gives me a playful shove. How are you, Eddie? How did you ever get in this dump? Cut it out, Mike. That grease nearly got in my eyes, dang it. Why don't you grow up? Don't get tough with me, bud. Or I'll punch you in the nose. Did you see that cute little number who's the inspector? Yes, she seems like a nice girl. Well, you lay off of that redhead, brother, and don't get any funny ideas. I saw her first. Mike lays a dirty hand on my shoulder, leaving a smudge on my shirt. <laughs> don't be a yellow bum, Eddie. She's all right, that redhead. She might inspect what I do around here, but I'm taking her as she is. If there's anything out of tolerance in that chassis of hers, I'll let it ride. Easy going, Mike. That's me. <laughs> Mike takes a big bite of chewing tobacco and gets back to work. At all the other shops we've worked at, he would have just spit on the floor. But he doesn't dare do that here. He waits until he gets a big mouthful of juice and walks to the scrap barrel. And each time he walks past, he shoves me around to something. I want to paste him so bad I can cry. But I can't. It's always been that way. He's got the hex on me, I guess. So I won't be here long. I can't work around Mike Hannigan. My machine, number five, is at such an angle that I can see Mary Montgomery out of the corner of my eye. This is upsetting enough, but along with Mike, it is too much. I sputter along until noon. You're listening to Pulpourri Theater and the Narada Radio Company's presentation of James C. Lynch's story, Holy Moses Murphy. We'll be back with Act Two of our play in just a moment. The following is an important supplementary bulletin from the Department of Agriculture's Subcommittee on Beans, Legumes, Peas, Bulbs, Druplets, Grains, Pellets, Poems, Seeds, and Kernels, Washington, D.C. Correction B of Correction A of Subcommittee Directive 51868, issued just a few moments ago. In said correction of Subcommittee Directive, the words... 
The words reading butter derived from crushed peanuts, formerly reading peanut butter, scientific name Arachis hypogea, should now read butter derived from squashed peanuts. 63 Audio is happy to provide this important public service. Hi friends, Phil Boyd Studge here again with a special offer from one of our sponsors, Crazy Crambone's Discount Warehouse in Sandusky, Ohio. Crazy Crambone has just received a shipment of something that's sure to appeal to owners of Chinese restaurants who are looking to save money, or perhaps to people with an unusual sense of humor who want to entertain their dinner guests in a special way. Approximately 17 cases of slightly irregular fortune cookies. Um, what makes these fortune cookies slightly irregular is the actual fortune messages inside which seem to have been placed there by a disgruntled employee of the factory that made them. I have a few samples here. Um, you will soon be hit by a number five bus and spend several weeks in the hospital. Hmm. Another one says, Love will always find the person sitting across from you on a number five bus. Okay. Uh, and this last one, which reads, A co-worker will steal your ideas and use them to gain a big promotion. So, lots of laughs there, obviously. So, if you're in the market for approximately 17 cases of these slightly irregular fortune cookies, hurry over to Crazy Crambone's Discount Warehouse, Sandusky, Ohio, and pick them up today. And now, let's get back to our show. Let's return to the machine shop of Holy Moses Murphy, where our average Joe, named Eddie Crosby, is having a little trouble with a co-worker, while at the same time doing his best to impress his new boss. When we last left you, it was almost lunchtime, and as the noon whistle blows, Eddie soon learns that the second half of his day looks to be twice as dismal as the first. Get your box lunch here. Box lunch. What do you got, pal? I got ham sandwich, turkey sandwich, mayo, no mayo, pickle, no pickle, nice piece of chocolate cake, nice piece of apple pie. What do you want? I buy a lunch from the guy, hoping Mike will go out to a diner. But he buys one too. And so does Mary. I find a place to sit, hoping Mike will sit someplace else. But my luck is running solid today. Mary sits across from us and starts to eat. Hey, fellas. You see this guy, Eddie Crosby? I've known this guy for years, and every time we get on the same job, he falls for every trick in the book. I don't even have to try very hard to fool him, neither. He's such a sap. <laughs> hey, Eddie, tell these guys about the time I put hydraulic oil in your thermos. You should have seen his mouth. All red, like he was some kind of vampire, just drunk blood. <laughs> Mike gets on a roll and tells everybody about all the tricks he's played on me and gets a lot of laughs. He tells everybody, but he talks right at Mary. Mary listens to him, but she's looking at me. But the way she's looking at me doesn't make me feel good. So, how long have you known Mr. Hannigan? Who? Oh, Mike? Um, not long. A couple of years. Why? He seems to know you pretty well. I think he likes you. Huh? 
the that that guy likes me. He sure got a funny way of showing it. Every job I've ever had since I got out of the army, he seems to get one five minutes before me. He eats me up and spits me out, and I'm off to the next job. Well, why don't you break his thick Irish neck? You know, you're the second person to say that to me today. Must be something going around. You know, Mr. Crosby, I just noticed something. Yeah, what's that? I noticed that when you have a little steam up, you don't stutter so much. Yeah, so. Well, it makes me wonder what you might do if you had a little more steam up. Holy Moses comes into the shop a lot. Walks around bouncing his rubber ball. He don't say much to anyone except Mary. He talks to her a lot. Everything okay, Mary? Just fine, boss. How's our boy at number five? That one? Oh, he shows promise. We'll see. We'll see. I happen to overhear this conversation, and it puzzles me to hear Mary say that about me. Because each time Holy Moses goes out, I make up my mind to quit the next time he comes in. I am doing such lousy work that I might as well quit before I get fired. Mike keeps his cheeks full of chewing tobacco and keeps making regular trips to the barrel to spit. Along about three o'clock, he's got a cheek full of juice and I can tell he's getting ready to turn around and shove me or wipe his hands on me or something. But just before he does, something flies past my ear like a bullet, hits Mike on the back, and goes right past my ear again. Anakin! Anakin! You spit tobacco juice on my floor. You spit tobacco juice on my nice clean floor. <coughs> I couldn't help it. Him. That punk. Eddie Crosby. He hit me on the back. And on purpose, too. That's a lie. I was standing right behind Eddie. He didn't raise a hand. You spit on my clean floor, Anakin. Do you spit on the floor at home? <laughs> <laughs> You can't talk to me that way, you, you sawed-off ape. I don't care who you are. You'll get Mike Hannigan's fist in your face. <gasps> Eddie, Eddie, help Mr. Murphy. For heaven's sake, don't let that big clown... Now, I have no idea why Mary picks on me. Of all the guys in the shop, but I've never had a red-headed woman appeal to me that way before. I jump around, knock Holy Moses aside, and catch Mike's clumsy right fist on my left arm. Then I nail it. He flies back and hits the wall, slides down and sits there, just looking at me. I've never felt so good in all my life. When my feet want to run, I know Mike will get up and kill me. Good boy, Eddie. Good boy. Now go ahead. Sock him again. Get up, Mike. Get up and fight. I'm very surprised a moment later to find out it was me that said those words. But Mike stays down, rubbing his jaw. You lay off of me, Crosby. I don't want no trouble with you. You're always picking on me. <laughs> I'm very surprised again when Holy Moses walks around me and grabs Mike by his collar and lifts that big hulk like he was a feather. Get up, you bum. I begin to realize when I see him shaking Mike Hannigan by his collar how those rumors got around about Holy Moses being tough. That little man is as strong as an ox, and he no more needed my help than he needed advice on how to run his business. And I can't understand what Mary was so worried about. I knew you wouldn't last around here, Hannigan. Here's ten bucks for your work today, 
and here's your U.S. Employment Service card. I didn't even put your name on the payroll. Take your card back to the USES and tell them I'm full up. Mike takes off his apron, packs his tools, and starts out, walking a wide circle around me. When he's about 20 feet away, Holy Moses takes his hand out of his pocket and throws. That rubber ball of his hits Mike between the shoulders and bounces right back into Holy Moses' hand. Mike don't even look back. He just walks faster. You see, son, you can do it. Once you make up your mind, you can do anything. You're listening to Pulpery Theater and the Narada Radio Company's presentation of James C. Lynch's story, Holy Moses Murphy. We'll be back with the conclusion of our play in just a moment. The following is an important supplementary bulletin from the Department of Agriculture's Subcommittee on Beans, Legumes, Peas, Bulbs, Druplets, Grains, Pellets, Poems, Seeds, and Kernels, Washington, D.C. <clears throat> Correction C of Correction B of Correction A of Subcommittee Directive 51868 issued just a few moments ago. In said correction of Subcommittee Directive, the words reading, the words reading butter derived from squashed peanuts, formerly reading butter derived from crushed peanuts, formerly reading peanut butter, scientific name, Arachis hypogea, should now read... Chanel Reed Butternut Squash. 63 Audio is happy to provide this important public service. Let's return to the machine shop of Holy Moses Murphy, where our average Joe named Eddie Crosby has discovered, to his surprise, that Mr. Murphy was right when he said that a man can do anything when he makes up his mind to do it. It's now just about a year later, and Eddie rushes into Moses Murphy's office and lays two cigars on his desk. It's happened. It's happened, and Mary's okay. Congratulations, son. But you ought to be more thrifty. One cigar is enough for one baby. Sure, but we got two. Mary had twins. Didn't you tell me once that anything I could do, Mary could do twice as good? Well, two little redheads. Can't tell them apart. They're as pretty as die castings that came out of a mold you made yourself. <laughs> Eddie, I'm tickled pink. I surely am. Hold on a minute, okay? Hello, Bart. I got just the man for you. Eddie Crosby. He'll make you a good superintendent. He not only knows his business, but he seems to know how to get the most out of a situation. I'll send him right over. Don't mention it, Bart. Goodbye. You have been listening to Holy Moses Murphy, the fifth program of the Pulpery Theater series, starring the Narada Radio Company. Featured in the cast were Austin Tower as Eddie Crosby, Carl Yow as Holy Moses Murphy, Catherine Crawford as Mary Montgomery, 
Larry Hutchison as Mike Hannigan, and Bill Boyd Studge as the box lunch guy. Your announcer was Lisa Ayala. Holy Moses Murphy was originally published as a short story by James C. Lynch and appeared in the May 1949 issue of Adventure Magazine. It was adapted by Pete Lutz, who also directed and produced this program. Tune in again next time for another exciting episode of Polpourri Theater. The preceding production was sourced from materials in the public domain, except where indicated. The audio play script and the production itself are original works and are the property of their creators and thus protected by copyright. This production was pre-recorded and mixed at 63 Audio, Corpus Christi, Texas. Remember, Pulpourri Theater is your source for the best in audio drama. This has been a 63 Audio production. Audio. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallwake, we're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020. Take a chance. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.